in hindsight, I think a lot of that had to do with me as a leader. Uh, I was not positioned myself to be a great leader at that point. I was not a great manager. There was a lot of things that I, uh, in hindsight, would have done differently or, or would have handled things differently. It's time for Company Profiles with your host, Paul Chase. Hi, I'm Paul Chase with Andrew Arroyo Real Estate, and I'm committed to helping our local heroes. That's why I joined Homes for Heroes. I support our local first responders, members of the military, our healthcare providers, and teachers by rebating a portion of my fees when I get the opportunity to help them with their real estate needs. Please visit paheroes.com to learn more. Welcome to Company Profiles. I am your host, Paul Chase, and today I have Adam Kirk online. He is owner, CEO, and general chief Big Shot from Ustas. <laughs> hey, Adam, how are you today? Good, Paul. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It's great to be here. Hey, glad you could make it. Greg, tell me about Ustas. What is Ustas? So, I'm dying to know Ustas. what Ustas is. Okay. <laughs> Ustas, we are a digital marketing agency serving small businesses. Uh, as far as what we do, the short version is we do uh, websites, search engine optimization, social media marketing, Google ads, things like that, serving small businesses. Okay. And where did you come up with the name Ustas? And yeah, I love that story. You had, you had to, you've got to work to come up with a name like that. We did. It was, it was work. But the cool thing about the name is it has meaning on several different levels. So uh, my wife and I and our family, we lived overseas for a number of years in the country of Turkey. Uh, and uh, the, we'll keep the long story very short. We had to come back to the States fairly quickly. And when that's when we started the business. Um, and the, when we were looking for a name, we wanted something unique. But we also wanted something that had meaning and value behind it. So uh, <clears throat> the word ustas comes from, or it's a derivative from a Turkish word that means master craftsman. And so as we were looking for something that had meaning to it, had meaning to me personally as the owner of the business, because I lived overseas in Turkey for those number of years. And it also has meaning because working with small businesses, small business owners are the master of their craft. We get to serve them, help them continue to be the master of their craft help them to be the master of their craft online. So it's got several different levels of meaning there, but it's it basically it means master craftsman. Yeah, okay, now that makes sense. It's, it'll be easier yeah. for me to remember. Yep. <laughs> Adam, you are renowned for having a, solved a problem that still flummoxes some of the Fortune 500 companies like Amazon and Google. Uh, and that is the idea of remote work versus in-office work. So, and I think you told me that COVID sort of triggered that like it did with the rest of the world. But tell me what yeah. life was like pre-COVID. Yeah, so pre-COVID, uh, we're a small business. So pre-COVID, honestly, that was only a year and a half after we had started the business or maybe two years after we had started the business. Yeah, two years. Um, so at the point of COVID, it was my dad and myself were the only employees in the business when COVID hit. Uh, I, we had never done remote work before necessarily in Ustas. Um, we, like many other businesses, had to shut our, close our physical doors. We had a physical office at that point, uh, and we both worked uh, remote for, I want to say, two or three or four months or something like that. Um, so that was a, a challenge, but it was a fairly easy challenge at that point simply because it was my dad and myself. He was my only employee at the time. 
Um, and that's that was our first introduction to working remote. Uh, we uh, opted to go back to the office as soon as we possibly could after that. Um, so that again, that was our first trigger in that. Uh, we were happy to get back to the office because I love the face-to-face. Um, even though as a digital marketing agency, we're one of the few that can easily work remote, we could have gone fully remote and stayed fully remote starting at COVID, but we opted to continue to have that face-to-face time with employees, with clients and things like that. Um, so we went back to the office, I want to say, I think it was like four months after uh, COVID started. Um, and then we were fully in office for, it was probably about a year and a half after that until we started to introduce remote work again to the team. So you, you're you switching. So you not only, so then you're adding employees and switching <clears throat> philosophies. That had to yeah. bring some headaches with it. Oh my gosh, yes. So uh, quick snapshot of where we were at. Um, when we came back into the office, <clears throat> we quickly hired another employee or two. So the team has quick, quickly grown since then. We're a team of eight people now. Um, but over that season, uh, we came back to working face-to-face. We had two, then two, then three, then four employees. Um, and then I want to say it was back in the um, end of 2021 um, was when a lot of changes happened in the company. Um, and I, I'll be full disclosure. I like to be honest and open about things like that. That was a, uh, in the end of November, December of 2021. Uh, it was a huge transition season for us. I learned a lot. Basically, the nutshell of what happened is we um, we lost three team members. Uh, we were a team of five then, I think, five or six, and we lost three team members in about a month uh, season. So it was a very small team that we felt that drastically. Um, and in hindsight, I think a lot of that had to do with me as a leader. Uh, I was not positioned myself to be a great leader at that point. I was not a great manager. There was a lot of things that I uh, in hindsight, would have done differently or or would have handled things differently. Um, but losing those three team members in a very short period of time kind of rocked my world. And um, I spent a lot of time in personal coaching and uh, things like that to better myself as a leader in a business. Um, and through that season, uh, we basically had to start from scratch almost in building up our team again. And through all the coaching and counsel that I received from my business coaches and mentors and things like that, we were able to come out of that much stronger. And I've learned so much since then. And as a result of that, we have a very, very strong team right now. Um, And I know that's kind of what we wanted to focus on in this podcast is like the things that we we learned through that season and the the way that we've been able to grow out of that. So tell me about that, that change or what would you say was the biggest change or that you learned and what was the biggest change culturally? Um, and how that impacted the business. Yeah. I don't know if I can narrow it down to one simple thing. I think if I were to narrow it down, yeah. (laughs) If I were to narrow it down to one thing, it would probably be me as a leader, learning how to lead better and learning how to manage people better. Um, There was a lot of things that I let slide that I shouldn't have let slide. Um, And so after that November, December of 2021 season, um, with the teams that left, I basically had to say, okay, there's certain things that I've let go that we're not going to let go anymore. And so I kind of, in one sense, kind of tightened it up a little bit and said, hey, we we do need to have a positive work environment. I had let that slide and we were getting negative chatter and things like that. So that 
tightening that up and kind of saying, this is, this is what we stand for as a business. We worked a lot on our core values, who we are as a business. Those weren't clear before then. Um, I didn't do a great job communicating with my team. Uh, we were very focused on the tasks in front of us. And so to boil it down to one thing, I would say me as a leader, I feel like I have gotten better at managing and leading a team. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the practical things of what that looks like, uh, like I said, we started at the core. Who are we? Uh, what, are our, what are our focuses as a team? And how do we work together as a team? And we made a lot of changes um, as far as like what we do. So getting practical here, I like to be practical. One thing that we started to implement quickly was a weekly game time. Uh, and that's been something we've been doing on stop for the last two and a half, three years. Uh, so every Wednesday as a team, we stop. Wednesdays at two is game time. So we stop for, it's technically a half an hour. It normally turns into 45 minutes. We're just sit around the conference room table and we break out a board game or something and we play, play a game together for 45 minutes. Uh, the winner always gets a $10 gift card. So there's a little bit of incentive there. Uh, but that was something that we started to do that just helps promote fun, helps promote um, team unity, getting outside of the work box and just doing something fun together as a team. Um, I can keep going down lists unless you have other things well, to chime in. What I find interesting is one of the things that, because I've been studying networking and building a company and all of that. And one of the first things they always talk about is your mission statement, your core values and things like that. And I always get the feeling, and even with my own business, those are chapters that we skip over. Yeah. Because you don't see the practical use for it. And what I'm hearing in your story is there is a practical use for defining what your core values are, what your mission statement is, and defining even to the point of putting it in writing as to who you are. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That was huge. We had, like like many other small businesses, we did have core values and a mission statement and a vision statement and things like that, but it was collecting dust in a drawer somewhere. And so to your point, Paul, like one of the things that we did around that tough season, transitioning out of a loss of a lot of employees and coming back into saying, hey, we need to regroup here and build from scratch. Who are we as a company and what do we stand for? We pulled that back out. We collaborated as a team. We had a lot of business coaches and mentors helping me in that process. And for example, one of the things was we're a positive work environment. And I had let that slide. I had let the team members start to not, not have a positive work environment. We'll leave it at that. Um, and so part of it was me being a leader and saying, listen, this needs to stop and, and we are going to focus on the positive thing. So positive being let's do those game times on a weekly basis. We started doing um, every morning that we were in the office together, we would do a, a huddle team huddle in the morning. Everybody gets in and we just sit down together for 15 minutes and talk about what's everybody got going on today. Uh, meeting practical wise, but also like, Hey, has anybody done anything fun over the weekend? Uh, what's, what's everybody got going on this evening? Anybody got plans just to, to build that team unity. So we did a lot of things like that. Um, we also started doing, uh, I think this was a little bit down the road, but started doing monthly team outings. Um, so that was just another way to plan a time for once a month, just to get outside of the office. We'll leave the office at two or so in the afternoon, once a month and go do something fun. We've done mini golf. We've done some, uh, brewery tours. We've done all kinds of different things just to get out of the office together as a team and build that unity. Because then you come back the next day and you've done something for three hours. It's outside of the office with the people that you work with on a daily basis. And it makes it so much more fun. Um, so, yeah, a lot of things like that. Awesome. 
Two things popping up. What kind of results did you see within the team, within the company? Yeah, tremendous. Um, I, I've talked about this with so many people over the last two years. Um, coming from a really difficult season and having to kind of rebuild um, to the point where now we've had a solid team for the last year and a half, two years. Um, it's night and day different, night and day different, Paul. Uh, the the team loves to work together. Uh, we've seen so much more unity where when we get to the outside of the office, it's just like everybody loves having fun together. Um, and, it, and, it, and it produces a lot more uh, work unity so that when we're talking about projects and stuff, there's that level of trust there that wasn't there before. There's that level of camaraderie. There's that level of, um, I think a lot of like trust, a lot of it boils down to trust where you can go previously when someone would have to go to someone and say, Hey, I need X, Y, Z done by tomorrow. There was that little of like, who are you to tell me that? Um, where now it's like, we don't have that. We don't have that grumbling and complaining that like who's, who's who kind of thing. It's all clearly defined. There's that level of trust uh, and solid communication in the team. It's wonderful. And I'm guessing, without getting too personal, that that positive workspace has carried over to home so that you're not some grumpy, grouchy old guy just coming home and snapping at the wife and the kids and kicking the dog and all of oh that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. If my wife was here, she would say exactly that. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's been a huge thing for me as well to not have to feel the weight of carrying a team that is disgruntled and not happy to work together. Uh, yeah. And so, and, and again, to kind of the, one of the focuses of, of going here is the remote work. Like um, after two years ago, after we had that really tough season, we hired, I want to say six people in the last year and a half. Um, I've been very picky about who I hire uh, we've been very strict with our onboarding process. Uh, a lot of things have gone into that now so that um, knowing that we have a solid team now, uh, we were able to introduce one day a week remote work uh, soon after the crap hit the fan two years ago. Um, and then we were one day a week remote. Everybody worked remote on Fridays. And then we're like, everybody was like, hey, this is great. We love this. Can we do this more? So we went to two days a week remote work uh, several months after that. And we were at two days a week remote work for I want to say a year, year and a half. Um, and then we uh, had an amazing, beautiful office uh, in Leola, Pennsylvania for two, two and a half years. Um, and the team was asking, hey, this remote work is going so well. Can we do this more? And it got to the point of saying, if we're going to do remote work, why are we having the expense and the overhead of keeping this nice office um, if we're just going to go remote four or five days a week? So what we opted to do and this is, as of the time of this recording, it's two months that we've been doing this for. Uh, we opted to go fully remote four days a week. And what we're doing now is we're meeting one day a week at a co-working facility in Lancaster. So Monday and Tuesday, and then Thursday and Friday, everybody's remote, working at home, working at Starbucks, whatever they want to do. And then we gather together on Wednesdays to have like the collaboration, the face-to-face -face team stuff. And that, again, we're only two months in, but that has been so good. It's been a game changer for us. It provides the flexibility. We also have the face-to-face -face, and we've built the team where there is that trust and that camaraderie that it's, it's working phenomenally, Paul. I'm really torn by that answer because I know COVID <clears throat> drove my wife home and it cost me, COVID cost me a dining room table. She set up her home office on the back. <laughs> Um, but it saved me a ton of gas because now she's no longer driving to King of Prussia every day. 
Yeah. Um, so they have gone completely virtual. They keep maintaining a very, they used to have a small office presence or they used to have a fairly good sized office presence. Now they've gone very small and it's only there if you absolutely have to have a conference room. Um, and it's also helped their recruiting because they've gone from 40 people to 150. So they don't have to now reload. As a real estate agent, that bothers me to no end because now there's all this office space and there's no reload business because you all are staying at home. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no, that's great. How much involvement did the team have in developing that schedule between work at home and also, you know, like choosing the platforms? We got Zoom, Microsoft Teams, or whatever else is out there. Talk to me a little yeah, bit that's about a that. That's a great question. Um, that is one of the many things that started to change. Again, I keep referencing when crap hit the fan two years ago. Um, that's one of the things that I drastically learned is I need more involvement from my team. Um, so when that happened, we went down to, we were a team of three, then four, then five, then six, then seven, then eight. Um, one of the things that I've done is uh, relied a lot more on my team and asked for a lot more of their involvement in the process. We've Again, we're only a team of eight people, but we have a leadership team where it's myself um, and then two other ladies on the team who form a leadership team. Some people are like, you're eight people. Why do you need a leadership team? Well, I need it because I trust them and I want their involvement. Um, so they provide a lot of input and direction in those processes. Um, one of the things that we started doing was having a monthly team meeting uh, where we go over like uh, announcements and things like that, but we also do training we also do review of where the company's at finances, but we also, during those times, ask for involvement from stuff. So I'll open it up to our team members and be like, hey, you guys are asking for more remote time. It looks like a good option. How do we do this? Let's strategize. Let's brainstorm together. So to answer your question, they had a lot of involvement in that. Um, I mean, as the business owner, the final decision is mine, yes, but um, because it affects them a lot and the team, I trust them. I ask for their input. They did have a lot of input as far as like what platforms we use, um, how often we do this, where we meet on a regular basis, things like that. Um, and to get practical on that, like we've opted to use Google meet, um, Google for all of our meeting stuff. So we do Google meets quite often. Uh, we do Google chat, which, uh, is, is phenomenal for keeping everybody in the loop, just quick, simple things. Um, and a lot of other software that we use just to keep everybody tied in together. Of course, being digital marketing people, I'm sure you've got all of the neatest and coolest <laughs> laptops and high-speed internet and all of that. So Yeah. It is good, yeah. Um, what advice would you have for, let's say, somebody starting out and still wrestling with this transition from in-person to remote? I think, it, uh, yeah, every team is different on that. So um, there's not like going to be a one solution fits all kind of stuff. Um, it worked well for us to do it as a gradual thing to start off one day, then go to two day and now go to four day. Um, that I think is a great solution because it's, it's gradual. It's not like poof, all of a sudden you're, you're going from seeing everybody face to face to like never seeing everybody. Um, and I personally love like still having that face to face again. If you're, if you've got people scattered all over the country, obviously that's not an option. Um, all of our team members are in the Lancaster County area, so we can meet face to face. I think as human beings, we need that. Um, so I'm a big proponent for is when possible, still have that personal connection. 
see people face to face, go out. Like we do a lot of, we do a monthly lunch and learn. So once a month we're, we're having a training time, we're sitting down, we're sharing food together. I think that's really important because human beings need connection and we need that face-to-face involvement with other human beings. Yeah. You have any thoughts as to what would happen if, excuse me, somebody had to be in the office or let's say more of a retail, because I'm I'm imagining that you're meeting your clients online or Zoom or, you know, or digitally, um, or maybe at the coffee shop and the diners and all that. That's where I do most of my business. Um, What do you see that model translating to somebody who had to be, has a storefront? Clarify the question a little bit more. I want to make sure I'm understanding. Right? Yeah, it's, e- it's easy for me to envision a digital marketing team being completely offline or online, yeah. completely remote, because as long as you got a good internet connection, you're there. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts or words of advice as to how somebody who needs that storefront um, mm. can work, build that team? Did you, what did you learn in team building that somebody that does, cannot – does not have the option of going 100% virtual Yeah. thoughts about how to build that team and take them towards strengthening that model, even though yeah, yeah. at some point somebody's got to be on site. Yeah. 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 I think there's a lot of principles that just go for that. I learned that just remote or on site that uh, promote solid team stuff. Um, a lot of those, and this is stuff that I've learned in the last two years and continuing to learn, uh, a lot of it has to do with clear communication. Uh, that was one of my weaknesses prior to crap hitting the fan two years ago, uh, which I have desperately tried to get better at. Um, and that starts with things like job descriptions and interviews. Like when we lost so many people and had to rebuild our team, um, I worked with business coaches to say, okay, Help me revamp my hiring process. I want to make sure that I'm getting the right people on the bus so that we're going the right direction. So clear job descriptions, clear communication about what's expected. Um, I rub shoulders with business owners every single day and employees every day. And the stuff that I hear about the lack of communication is overwhelming. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I was in your shoes as an employee and I was being treated that way, I would have I would want to run. Um, so good communication. Um Things like quarterly evaluations. Um, I hear so many people who they get, maybe they get a yearly eval from their manager and all it consists of is this is the things that you're doing that are bad, change, no raise for you. And that's all that it is. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like we we do quarterly, we've recently changed them to be quarterly feedback sessions because I think feedback goes both ways. Like, so I sit down with each of my employees on a quarterly basis. I start with focusing on things that I see them doing well to focus on the positive. Um, I ask them a lot of questions about how they're feeling with their workload, with their work environment. What issues are they having? What questions do they have? And then I give them the opportunity to say, hey, if you could change something, what would it be? Um, What could the business do better? How could I serve you better? So I give them the opportunity. It's feedback both ways. I think that's massive uh, to promoting good team culture. Um, Fun is huge. Uh, I read a book during this time called The Millennial Whisperer. Uh, It's geared towards millennials in the workplace. I have a very young team, uh, so this isn't relevant to everybody, but um, it just talked about how this generation uh, needs uh, purpose. They need 
uh, meaning to what they do. They're not just focused on, it's not all about the money. It's not all about the job. It's about the environment. It's about the team. It's about the culture that they're a part of. Um, so I would say every workplace, if possible, have a weekly game time. I don't know. Uh, it's, again, it's probably not practical for every single situation, but doing something to get out of the normal routine and just get out of the walls and focus on doing something fun and engaging as a team. Those are just a few things that I'm like, I see so many room for improvements out there in so many businesses. That is fantastic. Adam, tell me, if somebody wants to learn more about Ustas and talk with you, connect with you, um, how would they get hold of you? What's the best way? Our website's the best way. If you go to ustas.com, it's O-O-S-T-A-S.com, information about our website, you can schedule a time to chat with me uh, there. That's the best way. And you're not, even though the team is in Lancaster County, you can work with anybody around the world, I'm assuming. Yeah, we've got clients in most states, several international things like that. Yep. Great. Adam Kirk from Ustas, thank you so much for your interview and look forward to talking with you again. Thanks, Paul. Thank you so much. Let's see, recording.